Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are a new subscriber, I would like to invite you to use the playlists that have been made available here on the Master's Voice. Those playlists are thematic, so they cover streamlined areas of prophecy that the Lord has been giving over a very lengthy period. And what has happened is that those prophetic words, as they've been made, I've compiled them into playlists so that people who are new to the channel, people who may not yet be reading the blog, which I always strongly recommend, by the way, so that people can be able to quickly catch up to where we are. I have been writing the prophecies of the Lord God down in print since May 2019, so that this month actually makes the blog, the Master's Voice Prophecy Blog, four years old. And the YouTube channel is um, about two and a half years old now, or slightly more than that. The prophecies have been written down since 2019, but I've actually been receiving these prophetic words from the Lord since 2012, late 2012. And so I have been compiling these things. And like I said, I thought that I was compiling them for my personal knowledge, for my personal record. But after a very long season of writing them down, the Lord spoke to me and told me to make these things public. And so I was at first sharing them just privately among a few people that I knew in 2015. And then I put a few of them up on my Facebook page in 2018. But formally, this work began in 2019, and I have been putting prophecies from 2014, 2015, sharing dreams, sharing visions, sharing prophetic teaching. This is from the Bible, the chunks that actually relate, especially to the United States. But what is God's motive behind these things? Is God bringing these things out just so that people can become paralyzed with fear? Is God bringing these things out to tell people that, your entire life is coming to a halt. God is bringing these things out because it is very apparent to the Father and to anyone who is observant in the church of Jesus Christ that the greater Christian body at large is unaware of the times that we are in. People truly believe that we are in a season of business as usual. People truly believe that we as the church have expectations of greater glory, and greater mandates and greater expansion, and yet nothing could be further from the truth. God is trying to get the attention of the Christian first and foremost. This is the Christian who might still be asleep. This is the Christian who might be poorly taught, the Christian who is unaware of many different types of things that directly relate to the body that we have not been taught in church. This is the Christian who is unfortunately too confident that Jesus will not try his church before he receives those who are found fit into eternal oneness with himself. There are many different types of confusion and delusion in the Christian church. And while it is not my work to dispel those things, this I know, that those who listen closely to the prophetic words that the Lord gives here on the master's voice will find themselves over time healed of deception, they will find themselves over time forced to abandon the myths and the false beliefs that they are, not might be, but are carrying in their hearts as a result of deception, lies, improper teaching, and also the lust of their hearts and their itching ears to believe a reality that is not actually coming. The church will be triumphant and glorious in God's own time, but there are many things that we must, must suffer for his sake 
And it is God's will that we be prepared, we the righteous body. It is also God's will that the United States of America in particular be exposed for what she is. There are too many people who are deceived around the world who see America as a shining bastion of truth, purveyors of truth, the keepers of freedom, the keepers of peace, and God is having none of that in these last days. Before America will receive the fullness of her judgments, the work that I have been assigned is to expose in front of the entire world what this country really is, what she has really done, and the true estimation of the Holy Spirit of what America really is. And so for the last few years, that is what I have been doing here in video form and on the blog in written form. And today the prophecy is from April 21st, 2023. And the title is very simple to understand because it has come in many different formats. Today's title is No Mercy for America. No Mercy for America. And the prophecy that is closest in title to this one is entitled no more grace that prophecy is from i think it is from early 2021 or very late 2020 no more grace another prophecy that shares the same kind of title is i have not forgotten i have not forgotten and i think that prophecy is from 2021 so today's message is god showing how there is a long history of spilling blood in the United States. I have been currently dealing with the Lord's judgment for the sin of slavery in the United States, and that is also contained in this message, but also themes of violence and war. And the Lord has brought back as a teaching point, a prophecy and a message that I covered several years ago that is called the mother of seven. And that prophecy turned around the passage, Jeremiah 15, which I will cover on camera here for at least the second or the third time. And so God is looking at the blood that has been spilt in America and how there seems to be this mindset that when blood is spilt, all you need to do to heal the spilling of blood is for time to pass. So all we need to do is the generation that shed the blood can pass on. So they have gone to their graves. And then what happens is people believe that as time rolls on, by the natural movement of time, the spilling of blood is healed. And yet, as God has been talking about, for instance, the many millions of babies that have been aborted in the United States, as well as to her account, please understand, to the United States um, spiritual account, every baby that has been aborted in a U.S. backed or a U.S. established or a U.S. funded or a U.S. supported abortion clinic overseas will also be added to America's account. So whether that abortion clinic was set up such as Marie Stopes, I think it is in South Africa, or whether it was set up in South America, wherever U.S. funds have flowed to support the practice of cutting children out of the womb, a practice that is so pervasive here in America that women go out into the streets to demonstrate for their right to essentially kill and murder new life that God is trying to bring into the world. Those crimes fall upon America's head, and the Lord calls her a nation of bloody skirts. So when blood is spilt, man thinks that the spillers of blood will sleep, and then when they rise to judgment, 
their problems and their crimes will be squarely upon their heads. But the Lord says that that is not going to be the operative form of justice here in the United States. The blood has soaked into the land. So the land remembers the crimes. The land remembers the crimes of murders. The land remembers the crimes of people who have been sexually, ritually abused and then killed and eaten or sacrificed and murdered. If you are a foreign person and you're listening to this in somewhat unbelief, there is an entire cache of prophecies for you to watch under the label, the sin series, where God has laid out all of America's crimes, such as human sacrifice, such as consuming human flesh, such as cannibalism that takes place here, such as the rape and assault of minors, and um, femicide, which is the very high rates of female murders that occur here, not that men also don't get murdered. And so all that blood has piled up and God spoke in one old prophecy about how America was depicted to me. It was a live prophecy prayer call. I was on the line praying with others and I was seeing America depicted as a very old lady carrying a bag of bones on her back. And those bones were very, 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 very old. And this woman still thought that she was very beautiful and vivacious, but she was actually so aged in her sin and so aged in her rebellion that she was very hideous. She was what we call a crone. She was a hag. She was a very ugly woman, aged and twisted because of her actions. And on her back, she had a bag of bones. Whether she knew she had it or not, she still had it. And in those in that bag, God was describing the sin of murder, the, the terrible, terrible high rates of murder that is committed here in the United States. The Lord has said in past prophecies, I think this was in 2022, it was called the end of the way of the wicked, that America is so used to murder that when murder stories come out on the news, people just look and say, oh man, oh man, that's such bad luck. Oh man, that's so terrible. And he says that they have this brief moment of outrage and then they go right back to doing, they begin to flip channels and they look on Netflix. And this is because murder is glamorized in the movies. It's glamorized in the video games. It's glamorized in the reading material. It's glamorized in so many ways. It's made chic. It's made cool until people have become basically the bedmates of murder. They're just used to it and they do not have the natural responses to the types of hideous crimes that occur here in the nation. And so blood does not go away because people think that blood goes away. There will be a requiring for blood and you can read Psalm 9 and just see that it says that when there comes a reckoning for blood, he does not forget. God does not forget. So even if people want to resist, and even if people want to say it's the ancient past, you must understand that God does not occupy the same plane, the same existence as a human being. All of our lives, in fact, all of human history from the very beginning to the end is like a finger snap in front of God. It is like a spark. It is the work of a moment. So to think that perhaps what has been done over hundreds of years has taken place so long ago in the human mind that it can be forgotten when to God it is but a few seconds past is a very erroneous step to take. And so here we go, no mercy for America. And I dreamt a very hard dream in the very early morning. It was about four or 5 a.m. when I had this dream. And this dream hurt my heart so much that I ended up leaving bed and I laid down on the floor before the Lord to pray and to intercede and to cry out. Because what I was seeing, it made it impossible for me to just say, oh, a dream, another dream, and then to continue sleeping. I got down 
off the bed and I laid on the floor in front of the Lord and I began to speak with him and try to intercede and plead with him. And basically the answer he gave me was the same answer he gave me in 2020 when I was interceding and saying, Lord, please have mercy on us because certain governments and certain leaders are more new world, more beast system than others. Please give us more time. And the Lord rebuked me and he said, do not be like them. Do not be like them who constantly ask me for more mercy and they constantly ask me for more time and all they do with the mercy and all they do with the time is sin, sin, sin some more and they become steeped in iniquity. They dirty their robes. They become even more filthy than the last time I showed them national mercy. Do not be like them celestial and do not come before me on behalf of this country anymore to ask for mercy on their behalf. And so, of course, I took it to heart because I, I respect God. I'm not trying to go into the presence of the Lord and disrespect him like so many people do when they hear these prophetic words gathering into their groups to mock what they do not understand and to critique what they cannot do. And all I know from the things that God has told me is that every word is recorded by the watchers who watch this earth and there will be an accounting for every word spoken on the final day. So that is not my concern. So... When I lay down before God, when I came out of this dream to intercede, he told me that he will not have mercy and he will not forgive or forget or erase a single thing that has been covered on the blog already. I'm speaking very candidly here because God has been telling me very strongly not to leave out a single thing that he is saying to me. He says, bring out everything that they can have complete understanding. And so he says that he will not forgive. And here is the dream that I had. Please excuse the noise. I dreamt that I was sitting at my laptop and I was engaged in online shopping, but I was in a very different type of store. I saw that I was in this store and I was trying to buy mercy and forgiveness for America. So I was trying to purchase mercy and forgiveness for the United States but they were sold out throughout the entire online store and everywhere I try to seek them in the various, you know, when you're online and you're looking for products and things like that, you try to search for the product maybe by, by letter. So you would try to put in the letter M and then see all the products that would come available on the page and look and see, do they have mercy or do they have forgiveness in this store? But they were marked everywhere currently unavailable. And I looked throughout this whole store and this store was very strange because it was selling everything conceivable under the sun, including things that you would think cannot be store, um, cannot be sold. And so I really believe that this was the store of the Lord, the father's store where all things can be found because things that were in that store, I saw items such as good soil. I saw items such as fresh water. I saw items such as good air. And these things were available in that store in limited quality. And so I was able to take a limited quality of a limited quantity, a limited amount of those items and put them in my shopping cart. So as we learned in 2020, when things are being rationed, when things are freely available, if, if, if the, you want 10 of that item, you can click click item and then you can update the cart and say choose 10 and you can take 10 you can take 20 you can take as many as you want as much as the store has available but these things such as good soil fresh water good air 
they were being limited how many of them I can take. And that's what happened in COVID. We could only get a limited amount of goods because of hoarding and things like that. But whenever I clicked on good on forgiveness and mercy, and I tried to put them in my cart, they were unavailable, meaning that the button, there's a button that you click when you want an item. And when the item is available, it's green or it's blue and you click and you get it. But this item, this button under mercy and forgiveness was grayed out. It was no longer clickable. And so I could not get it. And so I was getting frustrated. I was getting agitated because I was searching and I was trying to see, oh, there's another mercy. Let me click it. And it wasn't available. I was agitated and I was frustrated because I really needed these things. I felt pressure in my heart to get these things. And so it reached the point where I was so frustrated that I just kept clicking the button. So I just kept click, 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 click. You know, when you're trying and you're thinking maybe the page is frozen or something, I just kept clicking and clicking and clicking. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said, Celestial, look, and he drew my attention to my name. So when you're online shopping and you go to a store very often, they offer you to get a profile with them. So you put in your first name and your last name, your phone number, your address. And then whenever you shop, oh, your payment method. So your card, Whenever you shop, they already know it's you when you log in, then it will say at the top Martha, or it would say at the top Ben, and then you know, okay, this is my profile. So the Lord said, look, and when I looked at my profile, it said America, it said America, it didn't say me. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so I went into the store and I changed the profile from America to celestial. And the minute I put in my own name, Every item in the store came back online for sale. So the entire dashboard of the store changed because I changed my name up there from America to Celestial. When I put my name in and I logged in as myself, I saw that every item in that store was available for sale in unlimited qualities, including these are the items I saw health, long life, peace, hope, joy, and many other things that had been marked unavailable or not in stock when I was logged in as America. And I was sad. I said, Lord, now I see these things are not available for America, but still I went back and I changed my name from celestial back to America, just to check just to be sure. But this time when I changed back into the America profile, I saw that blood was settling like a small pool. You know, when you sit meat out to thaw it, when it's starting to thaw out, then it makes a pool of blood. So this time when I went back into the America profile, this time I started to see blood settling around certain items. So the item marked good soil had blood starting to pour from it. The item that is marked green, green grass also started to seep blood. The item that was marked rivers, lakes, and oceans also had blood coming from it. And now I'm seeing blood starting to pool and drip from these items in my computer. And I became scared because it looked, you know, just like a horror movie. So I moved back from the laptop and I stood up. I moved back from the table completely and I stood up and I said, what is going on here? What is going on here? But the voice of the Lord said, look, 
And then I looked into the laptop. So please try to follow along with me. Items are seeping blood and it takes me by surprise. And I push back and I stand up and I say, what is happening? And the Lord's voice says to me, look, and the online store is still on my computer, but now it's like I'm seeing into my computer past the store. And this is what I saw. I saw many young people still eight, ranging in age from quite young, maybe eight years old or 10 years old, all the way up to young adults in their mid twenties. I saw them sitting on couches and I saw them sitting and slouching on loungers and some of them in bed and they all had headsets on and they had this eerie blue. It's the computer light. It's the reflection from a computer or the reflection from the TV. So you get that blue cast or that white cast on their faces. And most of them were sitting in front of really large TV screens and they were playing these murderous video games. So the only one that can come to my mind right now is Grand Theft Auto. But here in America, there are thousands of very violent games where people go in and your job is to get a mission done. But to get that mission done, you have to slaughter a lot of players. You have to slaughter other pay players. And some of these games, I think it's Sony. Now you can get together with your friends and form a team and you all can talk to each other in the headsets in real life. So you talk to each other like a phone call and you get together and you can chat as you're killing people and things like that. And so I saw them playing so many games of violence and they just kept shooting people and shooting people while they were talking to each other through the TV. And they were all connected around the world. This is not only here in America, friends were playing from around the world and they were connected by games of violence and killing. And God was showing me the careless way that young people have grown up in the tradition of murder until they're used to it because the games that they play is bloodlust where they simply destroy living objects, whether it's animals or people or dragons or whatever it is. He says that they get so used to playing with weapons and shooting characters that in real life, life starts to have no value to the players. Meanwhile, in the front, the online store was now pouring blood. It was no longer blood starting to just drip a little bit. I now saw America's seas, America's lakes, America's rivers, America's good soil, and America's green grass pouring out blood. So now a river of blood began to pour. And right in the middle of that, the Lord spoke. He said, I will never forgive them for the debt of slavery, for the untold murders, for the unborn babies, and for those who lost their lives in their wars, I will not forgive them. African-American blood should not have been spilled. It is sacred. Native American blood should not have been spilled. It is sacred. It cries out from the ground and the fields and the green grass of America, a people of anguish and agony who died without a legacy. They were murdered. They were deceived. And I will not forgive. The debt must be repaid. And at that point, I woke up from the dream and I went down on the ground from my bed before the Lord because I know from biblical, from studying my Bible, I know that lying down flat on the ground before God is a great sacrifice of intercession. 
even in the old days when you would fall down before the king to implore the king, this is a sign of great distress. And this is a sign of greatly humbling oneself, oneself to ask for mercy from one who has higher authority and power. And so forget about the time that I was having this dream and forget about the softness of bed. I got down on the ground and I laid down flat before God. And I said, Lord, please. So I said that a few times, Lord, please. And I said other things. I spoke to him, but the answer came back from him very clearly. There can be no atonement for this wound. This wound is incurable. The debt must be repaid. Blood was shed. Their blood will be shed in return. And I covered this in the prophecy diaspora, where God says that the African Americans and the Native Americans were struck a very fatal blow. It was the kind of blow, he says, that goes to the heart. And he says that that wound has not been cured in the hearts of these people. That wound has not been cured in the hearts of these people. And he says their wound, the wound that these people are carrying, is upon him also. And he says that he will answer the United States back for this wound. And so I had read Jeremiah 14 the night before because God was showing me certain things in it. And when I read that pro that passage, which I recommend that others should read, I was very heavy hearted because Jeremiah 14 is the passage where Babylon fell. I mean, where Israel fell to Babylon, who was holding them siege at that time. So they, they refused to obey the Lord to repent when Jeremiah was preaching to them all those years. And they also refused to listen when Jeremiah was telling them that when your captors come, you are not to resist them. Don't resist them. Don't fight them. God is saying that if you acquiesce to their demands, they will be kind to you. And they were like, who told you that we will ever give in and anything? And then the place fell and the captivity was total. They came and they encircled the place. And when they entered Jerusalem, they killed very many people. I've spoken of that before. They killed very many people because of the anger that they had for being kept outside the city for so long. And so when I read that passage, obviously I slept with a heavy hearted, a heavy heart. And so when I was interceding before the Lord on the floor, that passage that I had re I'd read just a few hours before was coming back to me. And the Lord started to say some things that are in that passage. And he was saying to me, do not pray for them because they follow false prophets who tell them that they will see peace when I have no peace with them. And nobody needs me to express that that is greatly here. I have warned people many times in other countries that if you are a foreigner and the best you can do to so-called grow your Christian faith is to follow American pastors and American theology, just know that you're preparing yourself to go straight into hellfire along with most of the people who believe the watered down, um, blaspheming apostate Kool-Aid that is taught here as faith, that is taught here as Christianity, a very permissive gospel that has caused the people of the United States by and large to cast off all restraint. They live with untold amounts of sin, and yet they live with this amazing confidence that truly closes my mouth, an astonishing close um, confidence that they are heaven ready, that they are just two steps away. Some of them believe that they are just one step away from meeting the Lord and they are perfectly fit to meet God. 
And yet this is a highly corrupt system of fake Christianity that has poured out filth into many chalices, many cups of the religion that people practice around the world. America's deception is complete and total. It is very hard to find pastors who preach the true word, who actually understand God and present him without caveats before the people. And to think that others around the world use American Christianity as the height Pastors around the world hope to be like T.D. Jakes and Joyce Meyer. They pray to be like Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar. And so they, they model themselves on, on the people that God has judged here already and said he will tear them down from their high positions. And yet people outside are wanting to do that. And then on top of that, we have an incredible amount of people who speak falsely in this nation, people who are nothing more than psychics and diviners, people who watch the news and then call it prophecy. They do not have any kind of track record. We also have the ones who have a track record, extensive track record of lies that they have told. The lies have failed. But instead of seeing that the test from the book of Deuteronomy is that when they speak falsely and the vision doesn't come to pass, you are to depart from these people because they have spoken falsely. God has not sent them to the people, but instead the people help the false prophet gather the pieces together and say, you know, we're all human and we miss it because they are poorly taught. They're also extremely rebellious and they also have itching ears. And so they believe in a system of prophecy where the prophecy can fail and then they'll be like, no, that's okay, buddy. You'll get it right next time because they do not understand that prophecy is God breathed, that prophecy is actually of the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And that when true prophecy is coming into the earth, it's not about your feelings and it's not about your earthly perceptions. And it's not about how you want to take it. It is God expressing himself and you are supposed to listen and take these things back to the prayer altar in order for God to minister them to your spirit. It is the spirit that receives prophecy. But people in America love false prophecy. And as a result, because of their lust to be lied to, the liars have multiplied like mushrooms. And so the Lord was telling me as I was down on my face, getting ready to pour out another good hour for a people who are like bricks on the inside, like rocks and stones and a bag of nails melted together into one big nail. He told me, do not pray for them because they love false prophets. The false prophets tell them that they will see peace, yet I have no peace with them. And Jeremiah said this in his book. He said, ah, Lord God, these false prophets, they tell your people peace, peace, but I see that you are preparing a sword for them. So imagine God is getting ready to put this nation into a judgment that he says the sky will hide her face from because it will be that terrible of a thing. He says that the things that will be done here, they ought not to be done, which means that God is going to excel himself in the punishment of the United States, meaning that the kind of punishment that will happen here, it basically has never been captured in any book, including the Bible, which has captured some epic punishments of peoples over the years, over the centuries. That is what God has on his agenda for this nation. 
But then the false prophets of this nation have the people's eyes on elections and their favorite candidate and all kinds of poison things that they eat because this is the lust inside them because they hate the truth and they hate those who bring them the truth because they want the truth to taste good in their mouth so that their feelings can feel like, yeah, this sounds like the God that we know. They follow after a false God, an edifice, an effigy, a Guy Fawkes image that they have built up in their hearts. And then they call that God and that idol standing in their hearts speaks to them and tells them that true prophecy is a lie, that it is evil, it is doom and gloom. But what the false prophets give them in their little congregations of deception, that is truth. Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So just imagine the truth of God comes to you and you curse it and call it evil and doom. But when the lie of Satan comes to you, you applaud it and you say, heap it up and give us more. And God was basically trying to tell me, and he told me to be honest, don't waste your time anymore. Do not stand for them who abandon goodness, right living and justice to all men. For the false prophets prophesy to them lies from their own spirit and these people love it. So I will come to them like a lion suddenly from a thicket. And this is a euphemism from the Bible. God uses it to describe himself when he says that he will come upon you suddenly like a lion. It basically means that you are walking about on the path of life, minding your own business, and the Lord will suddenly fall upon you like a savage beast. And I've described in other prophecies what happens when you are going about your normal day and judgment falls upon you all of a sudden. I've shared here that God says that judgment of individuals, judgment of countries, judgment of leaders, judgment of idols, superstars will fall so rapidly that the people gathered around watching will not be able to get their phones out to record what happens to you, that the people who love you in your family will not be able to intervene in any manner to help or save you. They will be helpless in the face of what the Lord says he will do to people, countries, nations, false prophets, false teachers, false leaders. He will meet them like an angry lion bursting suddenly out of the bushes. Tell them everything that I have told you, the full truth. Even the faithful will die. Even the faithful. Some of them will go to the captivity for no other reason than it is my will. They do not know me. They do not understand my ways. My will is sovereign. If it is my will that somebody dies, then that person will die, and afterwards they will receive the reward that is fitting for them after that. And so I have been saying here, not hiding it from anyone, because the prophecies are here and they bear me out. They're in writing and they bear me out. I have been here saying for many years that the Lord says that even the righteous will lose their life. And people have been saying, but what kind of God is this who judges the righteous with the unrighteous? But the prophecy was given, I think it was in... 2020 it is called desolations are determined part one and god says that we have reached the time where the earth will be harvested of its people i have been saying it here in no uncertain terms so you'd have to be very very new to say that you never heard it before 
God says that the time of harvesting the souls of men have come. And King David said in one of his Psalms that it is certainly a wonder how the righteous are taken away, but no man thinks on it. No man considers it. What David was basically saying that it is a mystery that even in life, the men who do well, men like Job, men like Samuel, they are taken out of the earth but no man actually sits and asks themselves, what does it mean when that tough, prayerful, holy and anointed grandmother or grandfather or mother or father or the only brother in the house who actually loved God so much is taken suddenly out of the earth? What does it mean when the righteous are taken suddenly away? And then also I have shared here that God says that those who are unrighteous, those who do evil, those who do wickedness will lose their life as a consequence of the evil and the wickedness that they do. They will not be allowed to continue in thinking that they can just kick the can of sin down the road. You will not be allowed to continue sleeping with men and thinking that there's no reward for that. God has said that those who want to practice sexual immorality, you will be visited with diseases in your body that will take you away from the earth like that. These prophecies were given all the way in 2020 and they have come consistently that we have reached an era where you cannot continue sinning and think that God is blind and think that God is powerless and think that God will let you get away with it and think that you will say things like, oh, God knows my struggle or God knows these girls out here are too fine to resist. You will simply not be allowed to continue in recidivism, which is you sin and you repent, you sin and you repent, you sin and you repent. God said, that when you are in one of your repentance stages, he will simply subtract you from the earth so that you will not become a trophy in the hands of the devil. Just a moment, please. And so the full truth is exactly what I have been sharing here for many years, that the unrighteous will be judged and taken away and that the righteous will be judged and taken away. In the prophecy that is called Desolations Are Determined Part 1, I said that I saw two sickles put into the earth. The first sickle was very new and very sharp and very shiny. And it swept in the earth and I saw the righteous taken away. I saw that some of them got sick and they went to, they went to hospital and they went and did whatever they did, but they did not win the battle against sickness. I saw that some of them were even taken away in car accidents. I saw that they lost their lives. I saw that it was across all age groups, old, young, children, teens, working people, the Lord took them out of the way and he called it rest. And he said, which I will read here. Um, he basically said that he does not see death the way people see death. People see death as a finality, but God said, it is just a sleep. It is just a sleep. You will rest with me until the time. That is what he said. And then I saw a second sickle. Uh, it's a harvesting blade. I saw this one was also sharp, but it was very rusty. It was very rusty and it was very old. And it also harvested in the earth. And I saw that the unrighteous people who sin, people who love iniquity, people who are mockers and people who are scoffers, I saw that their lives were also required of them and they died ignoble deaths. They died in shameful ways. They died suddenly, no one could help them. And the first group who died in righteousness and holiness, they were banded about with a very bright band. I can't remember now if it was silver or gold, but a very bright band was placed around them like a sheaf of wheat. And then the other ones were like tears and a dull and rusty band. 
a dull and a rusty band of iron or brass or whatever it is that can be rusted and corrupted. A cheap metal was placed around them and they were the harvest that came out of the earth. And so the Lord says that being faithful doesn't mean that you cannot lose your life. And I have shared that in many prophecies. He says that some people who are faithful will still go in the captivity. And what came to me is these, I think these other stories of how when people are captured, they always say when we were captured, there were one or two people in, in our midst who truly loved God and who truly believed in God. And they always say these people were such a blessing to us when we were captured as prisoners of war because they were the ones who would always sing songs and they were the ones who would always encourage us and they were the reason that we did not lose hope until we were rescued as hostages or until we were let go or until the war was over. So there's a lot of those stories from the world war of how people were taken into captivity and even some of the people who were Christians in the midst did not survive the camp. So they lost their, their lives in those camps, but the flame of salvation and the flame of the love for God in them transferred to the other people. So they did not live, but their love for God transferred to the other people. The other people became saved. And then when they came out of the camps, they were the ones who carried the testimonies of the one who, of the ones who passed away. God says that if it is his will that somebody should die, then that person will die and he will give them the reward that is fit for them after that. So one of the things that I faithfully teach here is that you cannot take titles and rewards unto yourself. It is a dangerous thing that people do in these last days. And honestly, I just watch people do this. I watch the things that people say, and I always think to myself, God, these people don't really know you. These people don't have the fear of God because if they knew what life is like, both here naturally in the body, how the spiritual realm and spiritual hierarchies operate, and more importantly, how things operate outside the body. God, I don't think that they would do what they do. God says, if the enemy takes a person's life because of the life that they have lived, then that is the wages of sin. And we know that the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So if you're out there and you're smoking and you're drinking and whatever, and you go out with your friends and then you have a car crash and all of you pass away, then you can't say, oh, what a tragedy. People who are alive that miss you will obviously say, oh, what a tragedy. But in heaven, it will not be mourned as that. It will be mourned as the wages of sin. So if you are one of the hot girl summer and you keep wearing tiny little things and going to places where there are more men than women and men put things in your drink, your drink, and then they sexually assault you, they harm you, they, they, they rape you in a group. The Lord says it is the wages of sin, meaning that it is the just repayment. In some places, some religions, they call it karma, but it is coming back to you what you have sowed into the spiritual realm. The seeds you put out there will come back at you in this era with speed. So the Lord is saying, if the enemy takes your life because of your common practices to drugs or adultery, somebody catches you and kills you because of their wife, it will not be mourned by the eternal ones as a loss. It will be marked against your name as the wages of sin, which is death. And the Lord says, if I take someone's life because of their offenses against me, that is the wages of judgment. So you see that he makes a difference between when Satan takes your life, that is Satan's right because you are playing in Satan's territory. But if God, then God is saying, if you are committing the same sins and maybe Satan is prevented from killing you, but God takes your life 
It will not be counted as wages of sin. God is saying that that will be marked against your eternal report card as this and that person was judged. This and that person received judgment from God. And next he is saying, if a man loses his life because of his lifestyle, that is his reward, meaning it's literally what you get. And this is the kind of teaching that pastors don't tell people. They don't tell you this truth because they hate you. A lot of people don't know that the pastors around the world, not only here, a lot of them are serving Satan. And part of serving Satan is to keep you asleep in a stew of deception, to keep you like a boiling frog in some nice, tepid bath water until the pot begins to boil and God jumps on you like a lion out of the bushes to judge you or Satan leaps upon you like a roaring lion to tear you as the wages of sin. So God says, if your lifestyle is why you end up dead, that is your reward. That is what you get. And if you are in a place that is not preaching that to you, then that person is not making you end times ready with the truth. He says, if a man should lose his life for my glory, then that is his graduation pass to eternity. And so here is the final group of people. All these groups of people we will see before the Lord comes. This final group is the martyrs, the martyrs, people who lose their life for the glory of God. And God calls it a graduation pass, meaning that you have left the school of life with honors. You have left the school of life with extreme blessing in the eyes of God and heaven. You have graduated with honors into eternity. And the final words that the Lord said to me when I was on that floor, the wages of sin is death. The soul that sins shall die. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And I have spoken many times about this final scripture because all of these three are scripture. The wages of sin is death, the soul that sins shall die, and to live is Christ and to die is gain. The Lord said in, I think it was 2022, he said that it is a very puzzling thing that people in India and people in Africa and the persecuted church in China understand that persecution of the church is part of church history, that um, being hunted and being hated and being reviled for your faith in Christ is part of church history and also people losing their life. But I said here in America, all we do is to live is Christ and to die is gain. And God said, the day is coming where it will be tested. Who can really die for Christ? And what he said is you will see them escaping out of Christianity like rats leaving a sinking ship. I did say that I will not sugarcoat anything on this channel. This particular prophecy is not for young children. So I hope parents by now you are in the habit of watching and reviewing everything here and then prayerfully finding ways to communicate it to the, your young ones so that they will not be deceived about the time. Please don't talk to very young children about these things. They are children and they do not need to be burdened with adult storylines. And so I now come to Jeremiah chapter 15, and the Lord told me that this will be the only scripture that needs to be read in this prophecy, and I'm not going to read it word for word because that will take a long time. Basically, what God is saying here is that no intercession can be made for the people he's talking to, the nation he's talking to. And in Jeremiah chapter 15, it says, the Lord said to me that even if Moses and Samuel come and stand before me, 
my mind would not be favorable towards this people, meaning that the kind of judgment I have brought here, even if Moses was to rise from death, Moses, my friend that I spoke to face to face, as a man speaks to his friend, and even Samuel, the prophet who none of his words fell to the ground, even if these two iconic men in Bible history came and stood to intercede for America, I would not favor this people. Cast them away from my sight and let them go forth. And it will be if they say to you, but where should we go? Then you tell them, thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord means that this is a direct reading from the mouth of the Lord. And this is what he is saying to the listeners of his word. Those who are marked for death to death, those who are marked by the sword to the sword, those who shall go to famine to the famine and those who shall enter the captivity to the captivity four types of judgment to die this may be through some kind of crime this may be through some kind of domestic violence this may be through some kind of police induced death this may be through drug use this may be through old age this may be through disease and then it says for the sword this now means the Civil War prophecies, when you are reading to understand the judgments of America, you will find so many of them in the book of Jeremiah. It is a place that the Lord has me studying a lot. So those for the sword will fall to the sword. And there are two types of sword, sword that I've always covered here. One of them is the Civil War that will come to the United States. And the other one is the fact that there will be a surprise invasion by Russia and China at a time no one knows. Those nations will arise from inside America's borders. They're already here. They will also arise from outside. Um, so the Trojan horse ones will help the ones that are coming in a sudden invasion, and that will be the sword. There is an inside sword of a war, Americans against Americans, that God says it will last for a minimum of three years, but it can go longer if people do not pray for mercy. So it's not like the war, a civil war will not happen. The Lord says that it is prophesied to happen, but it can be very extensive or it can be short, as short as three years if people pray. And then there is the external sword of the invaders. Those for famine to famine. I've spoken here that America is going to go from expensive goods to the goods are really expensive to who would ask this much for food to unbelievable expense to the poor starting to fall through the ranks to where they can't get food to the point where the, the, the agriculture of the country will not produce any yields, any gains, not enough food. And then they will bring in fake GMO food and that GMO food will contain a lot of chemical poisons that will accelerate diseases. We're going to see super, super fast diseases eating people up in the future and then just no food at all. I have said here in the ears of the listeners that God has showed me that cannibalism will come to the United States. Cannibalism is human beings eating human beings. Human beings already eat human beings here in America, but they do it for sport, bloodlust, and fun. It will come a place where because there is no food, people will be driven by harsh judgment of God to eat other people. And finally, it says those who will be going to captivity will go to captivity. And I've already said, if you are in sin, you are living a sexually immoral lifestyle, you are practicing homosexuality, you are practicing trance, you are someone full of lust, full of evil predilections, you've committed 
crimes against children, but also this captivity is the judgment of the Lord against the United States for slavery of old peoples. So um, when I say old peoples, I'm talking about African-Americans and I'm talking about Native Americans. So this captivity is going to capture many groups. It's going to capture the sexually immoral. It's going to capture those who are in perversions. It is going to capture those who are rebellious against God. So you, if you are whatever race and you are living outside of the freedom that Jesus Christ gives you to be free in him and also free from sin, you will not be exempted from this captivity. And this captivity will also capture all those who the Lord says, the burden of the sin of slavery rests upon you and you resist. You don't hear the Lord. You say, why should we repent? I wasn't there. It's not my business. God hears all these things. I do not hear them, but he hears them. And he says that I will choose for them four forms of destruction, four forms of destruction. The sword will slay them and the dogs will drag them. These are very bitter images. Please note that I'm not reading them from any kind of book. I'm reading them out of the Bible. So those who will then say, this is wickedness, this is doom and gloom. You actually don't know how much understanding you lack because these words came from Jeremiah's mouth to a sinful Israel and they they heard and they knew that it was God speaking. But in this generation, the people are not taught. And so they will hear the same Bible of old being read and then curse it and say that it is messing with their happiness and their joy. After the sword slays, the dogs will drag. This is just a picture of animals having a lot to feed on because human bodies will be laying in the street. I have shared that death will increase in this country until God says we will first get tired of going to funerals. People will be very tired of going to funerals. And then during the times of calamity and war, there will be so much loss of life that nobody will bury people. So I have said that I have seen people just laying in the streets. I have seen the military people after they were surprised, after they were defeated, just laying the sons and daughters of the land who are in the military, I have seen them and there were no fit funerals for them as well as citizens who lost their lives and all kinds of things that will be done here, missiles and rockets that will be dropped here. I have seen all those things and I've been faithful to say them. So it says the birds of the heavens and the beasts of the earth will devour and destroy. Again, that is bodies lying in the street, but also beasts of the earth devouring and destroying. This is all types of creatures. We have covered the creatures for over a year here on the Master's Voice. A lot of time devoted in 2021 and 2022 to prophecies of God saying that upright beasts and upright dogs and upright wolves and things with human intelligence will be freely walking this nation. And he says, I will hand them over so all the kingdoms of the earth can trouble them. And to understand where this fits, this is God saying that many countries will turn against America. This was all the way back from 2020. I was saying it, that the nations will fall out of love with the United States. They will not want to be her friend. They will not want to listen. They will begin to push back. They will begin to say things on their national TV and they will no longer speak in code. So God says he will hand America over to trouble and nobody will have pity on her. Nobody will moan for her. Nobody will turn aside to ask her, how are you doing? And God says, this is because you have forsaken me. You have traveled all the way backward. Therefore, when I stretch my hand out against you, 
I will destroy you because I am tired of relenting. Tired of relenting means I am tired of giving you time. I'm tired of listening to the righteous ones among you who cry and sigh and pray and beg. And then I say, okay, another year, another two years. And then what you do with that time is you deepen iniquity and you swim even further out into the sea of rebellion. I am tired of relenting. I am tired of having a soft heart. I'm tired of being merciful. And therefore, I will sift you with a sifting fan in the gates of your land. And I will bereave you of children. I have already covered that. In an old prophecy, I will remember the name and I will link it below where God says that we should not be deceived about what will happen to children. Because the children here are corrupted at a young age. He says that they lust for wrong things. I already described in the beginning of this video about children raised on violence, children used to violence, children who now we see on TV, that the children of this nation are actually the ones who are standing in front of the judge being indicted for murder, for shedding the blood of young ones and even their parents. We have children here who are older, when their parents warn them, they don't listen. And I'm talking about grown men and women in their 30s and 40s who dismiss the good advice of their parents and they do all kinds of things. God says that the things you have done to yourself, the 2020 things that you did to flatten the curve, the curve will flatten you. And it will be your parents who were wise and abstained who will have to watch you and watch you be taken away. I will bereave them of their children and I will destroy these people because they do not return from their ways. Their widows will be increased to me. I've always said that the greater loss of life in this country will be male because males naturally jump up to fight to defend. They always do. That is the way of a man to not want to be conquered. And it says that there will be many widows here and even the mothers of the young men will feel anguish and terror for God says that I will cause anguish and terror to fall on them suddenly. And the picture here is of a woman. I covered it in the prophecy, a mother of seven. The picture is of a woman who has given birth to seven sons. And now she is bowed over in sorrow because she has lost all those seven to war, to invasion. She has lost all the seven and the Lord says her sun has set, even though it is still daytime. When a woman loses one child, it is like the lights go off in her life for good. It is very hard for a mother or a father to come out of that period of, of grief. But for someone to lose all seven, the Lord says it will be like it is nighttime for that woman, even though it is bright day. And he says the remnant of them, I will hand over to the sword of their enemies. And so in the rest of this prophecy, you will find... Jeremiah moaning before God because he's saying that, Lord, the prophecies that you have given me have made me a man of hate. The prophecies that you have given me, Lord, even though I have not stolen anything from anyone and even though I have not wronged anyone in real life, he says that because of the word that you have set in my mouth, people curse me and I am the most hated child of um, my mother. But the Lord says to Jeremiah, it will be well with the remnant because I will make the enemy to intercede with you in the times of adversity, in the times of affliction. And then he goes right back into the punishment and he says that no one can break the iron that I'm sending from the north 
the wealth and the treasures of this people I will give as a plunder without price, meaning that there will basically be no cap and no limits on, excuse me, please, um, because of the light, there will be no cap and no limits on what the invaders will be allowed to take, what they will be allowed to put their hands on. And he says again, it is because of the great sins that you have committed throughout your territories. It's a strange thing here in America, read a prophecy and then the people will come and say, yeah, those are the sins of New York, as if they live in a fantasy land where there is no sin. When God says that the sins of this nation have soaked every inch of her soil, that there's no place that doesn't have an altar where they commit human sacrifice. You live in your city and you don't know that the Masons are there and you don't know that they commit human sacrifice and you think that you're so woke and your little town is free of sin. And then the Lord has said long back, and I, sh and I said it to those who have watched every video, you can always confirm when I repeat the things that I have been saying over and over and over. God says the day will come that that nice neighbor man that everybody loves in the neighborhood, you will see the cops bringing him out in handcuffs because he is the one who has been kidnapping and raping all the children in your little town. The man that everyone loves, you will find that he is the chief human trafficker in your town. And he said that even the small towns are going to be rocked with scandal when it comes out on their little WXYP local news that the mayor is the one who is the head of the human trafficking and the female at the social security place or the female at the social worker place is actually the one who's selling the kids to Dubai. The small towns will have scandals. And then America will finally see her face that there is no sound place for the Lord, the Holy Lord, to rest his foot upon the soul of this nation. And so Jeremiah was just telling God, well, I found your holy word and I ate them and your words were sweet to me. And I called you by your name, the God of hosts. And he said, I didn't sit with those who were mocking, but I wasn't happy either. I just sat alone because of the hand that you had placed on me, filled me with indignation. And God was just comforting Jeremiah and telling him that he would be with him and that nobody would be able to fight against him until he had completed his whole mission. And so you can always go back and verify the master's voice prophecies. Um, I have not yet put these ones in print. It's a matter of time and then I will do so. But until then, you can always read Jeremiah 14 and 15 for yourself. I am Celestial, and this is the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me, and God bless those who have hearing ears and who are people of understanding, people who go back to the Word of God. They take the Word of God. They line it up with the message. They see if they are congruous, if they sync up, and then they go into the presence of the Lord to perhaps also lay before Him to make intercession for themselves and their children because, as the Lord says, Things like mercy and forgiveness are no longer in supply for the United States. They are out of stock. If you are a foreign viewer and you know that your nation does the same sins as America, it's up to you to intercede for your country because God has never said to me that he is out of mercy and out of forgiveness for Australia or out of forgiveness for South Africa or you know, out of forgiveness for Mexico, these prophecies are pointing to America's inability to reach the heart of God. America cannot reach the heart of God because America has too much to say. America always has a critique, and I don't understand a people who want to critique God. 
that is beyond me. And therefore, if you are a foreigner and you're watching these things, you are watching history being made in real time, a nation that will be judged according to Revelation 18, and all nations will publicly see what God will do here. And we will all be sick to our stomachs watching those who escape the sword and the famine and the bombs by coming out of mystery Babylon and holding themselves separate. Those things you work out with God yourself, your travel plans and things like that. I am not involved in that. That is what you take to God to ask him the way for your feet. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and give you peace. Thank you to those who support the master's voice. You are appreciated. I pray that the Lord will cover and comfort you and return it to your hand. There is no compulsion. And I pray for people the way that God has led me wisely now to pray for them. May we have grace to face the things that the Lord is saying here and courage and strengthen ourselves in the truth of the Bible. The whole Bible is available. All the Psalms are there to build yourself up in your faith. Until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.